Time for Online Voices. This is where we get a review of some of the uh, interesting uh, netizen opinions and comments throughout the week. Joining us here once again to help us out is Kang Jae-eun. Good morning. Good morning, Henry. Jae-eun, we're going to begin with something that uh, has a lot of political implications because we've been talking about the Seoul mayoral race and the Busan mayoral race. Interestingly, although overshadowed by the Seoul race, the Busan race may actually be... And again, it's too early to say for sure, but it could actually be closer than people think. You might assume that the Conservative Party is going to win this easily, but there are some uh, hiccups here. Talk about what's been going on first with these various proposals, whether it's the Kadok Airport and now this uh, so-called Korea-Japan tunnel. Right, so the Kadok Airport issue and some interesting, uh, I guess, creative ideas to build a sea tunnel uh, connecting the island, the Kadok Island and the Kyushu region uh, that's recently been proposed by the People Power Party has been. Uh, you know, drawing some criticism also got some people baffled as well. Mm-hmm. So recently, the People Power Party leader Kim Jong-in announced that it will actively cooperate with the ruling Democratic Party to pass this special legislation uh, aimed at building an airport on the Kadok Island uh, near the Busan city. Now, on top of this, uh, the ruling opposition, uh, the opposition party actually said that they will plan to build this sea tunnel that connects the Kyushu region with Japan. But this This was met with some harsh criticism, um, first from the uh, the ruling Democratic Party saying that this tunnel project had some intent of pro-Japanese because it'll only benefit uh, Japan more than Korea. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the main opposition party right now has denied any claims that its tunnel plans have any pro-Japanese intent, arguing that this idea was suggested in you know, previous administrations, uh, namely No Mu-hyun and Kim Dae-jung uh, presidents. So uh, it's interesting because on the one hand, you're going to have this uh, accusation, okay, the Kadok Airport is very populist and we don't like it because we're from Daegu and that's not fair for our region. On the other hand, with the the Hejo Tunnel is, um, yes, uh, we had previous presidents propose it in the past, but this is really something that is perceived to be helping Japan more than Korea. And um, could you be accused of being pro-Japanese if you are really fully on board with this? And that's kind of being... Um, sussed through with the comments and the reactions, right? Right. So that Japan-related issue was, I think, the biggest, uh, you know, talking point and a mm. lot of the arguments that were raised on in the internet that I found. So this one person said that uh, Busan will be in trouble if they build a sea tunnel, not to mention it making the new airport kind of useless. I guess the People Power Party is just throwing any ideas because they're kind of anxious and desperate. Yeah. Uh, another person also mentioned that who's going to benefit from the sea tunnel, Korea or Japan? Why bother doing something that's only going to benefit Japan? This echoed a lot of the arguments that I did saw online. Um, another person kind of uh, explained in detail saying that considering how there's already more Korean tourists heading to Japan, the sea tunnel will only be beneficial for Japan. Once the two Koreas are united, Japan gets to collect all the benefits. If they're going to make one, it should be Japan who's paying for it. Uh, I, I No wonder the People Power Party is being called pro-Japanese. Uh, there's not much benefit Korea can get out of this sea tunnel. Right. And so you're getting the same sense I'm getting uh, online. And I think public opinion is uh, perhaps uh, the uh, Conservative Party is going to have to realize this might not be the most popular proposal right, right. now as, as, as with the initial reaction to, to what's going on here. Okay, let's turn to something else. This is really a, a U.S. senator 
uh, talking about Korean foreign policy and doing it in a critical way posted by a conservative newspaper, the conservative newspaper here, and then causing a bit of a political controversy, right? Right. So the conservative paper you mentioned is Chosonilbo, which is a very right-leaning yeah. newspaper here, um, who recently published this interview from uh, Senator Bob Mendes, who's now the top congressional official in international affairs. So he gave some very strong remarks on various uh, foreign policies coming from the Moon administration, just to kind of summarize some of the points that he made. In the interview. So, first off, he uh, went on to criticize President Moon Jae in's recent call with Chinese leader Xi Jinping, uh, particularly focusing on his remarks saying that he congratulates the Communist Party's 100th year anniversary. Uh, And this quote has been uh, repeated a lot on the internet, so I I think it's really worth mentioning. He said that this is not why we shed blood together and continue to inject resources to defend South Korea and denuclearize the Korean Peninsula, kind of saying that, you know, South Korea, you guys need to remember the bigger cause that the United States have fought for during the Korean War. He also went on to criticize uh, President Moon Jae-in's North Korean policy, saying that if the same policy policy decisions continue on during the Joe Biden administration, that's going to be a quote-unquote recipe for disaster. He also strongly uh, was against the opinion that the quote-unquote anti-leaflet law poses a threat to the freedom of people in North Korea, saying that 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 it might be necessary uh, to give uh, clear information to North Korean people. Last but not least, least he reiterated uh, the importance of the U.S., Japan, and Korea alliance to keep North Korea and China in check. So there are two ways to look at this, and this is very much uh, on your partisan leaning and your reaction to it. One reaction would be, how dare this U.S. and what, what does he have to do? Is the U.S. our boss? Do they, we, do they tell us what to do? What, what is his, um, you know, why, does, why do we have to listen to his opinion on who President, can, um, President Moon can congratulate? Not? On the other hand, the other reaction will be, yeah, we thought so. You know, this government's <laughs> so pro-China. They always just like China and kiss uh, China's butt and all, all of this stuff. I imagine those were the kind of reactions, directions. Right. I, I think that's a really good summary. Yeah. Just a, a really good summary of the comments that I saw online. So uh, in regards to the first opinion saying, yo, you know, U.S. doesn't have a, have a say because like we're an independent country. Why are they trying yeah. to control us? So this one commentator said, how could Joseon Ilbo publish a unilateral argument that shows very little consideration of Korea's geopolitical and economic position? So if we turn our backs completely against China, China, as the U.S. said, and become absolutely pro-American and suffer economic damage from it. And he also mentioned that wasn't Korea's biggest trade partner, China, and not the U.S.? Is the U.S. going to criticize us again? Uh, you know, kind of leaning towards like we are an independent country. The U.S. shouldn't have any yeah. say uh, on in regards to our foreign policies. Now, on the other hand, uh, some people uh, there was a commentator saying this. This is very embarrassing. I'm sure most people in the public agree with Senator Bob Mendes. <laughs> we should also safeguard the values the United States think is important. Uh, another commentator uh, went on to say, "I absolutely agree. I can't believe we fought against North Korea." and the communist forces to save uh, liberal democracy and now uh, for, for what we have now, what, for what, what's happening right now. Yeah. So when you see those people on the streets uh, from time to time uh, in, in more of the older generation in their Taegeuki gear and, and current, those are the kind of people that would be certainly uh, making right. these kind of comments where the younger generation probably so removed from what, what China's role was in the, the Korean War. And we, we read our history books and, and everything like that. But 
at the same time, it just doesn't have that same emotional resonance, I think, uh, when, when you mm-hmm. have that kind of comment. And on the portal site where there were a lot more uh, supportive arguments uh, for the senator, the age uh, for the commentators were a little bit higher. Mm, yes. Yeah, that, yeah, that makes definitely sense. Okay, our final story here. I think this one, there, there, there's no real partisan liberal conservative. I, I, this is pretty much universally, wow, I can't believe this person. Uh, give us the background on this. Uh, it's, it's dealing with the controversy over whether we should raise the uh, nationwide subscription fees for our national broadcaster, KBS. Right. So uh, in regards to those national subscription fees, a post uploaded by this user believed to be a KBS employee on this anonymous social media app was caused a lot of public outrage uh, recently. So this post said, quote unquote, if you're jealous of KBS employees receiving a high salary, then study hard and be hired to our company. Uh, Later, KBS did apologize for this comment. But this actually comes, uh, you know, on the heels of this growing criticism uh, for KBS. KBS's plan to increase their subscription fees after this lawmaker uh, from the People Power Party uh, said, claimed that KBS, uh, more than 60% of their employees receive more than 100 million won Mm -hmm. of salary, which KBS later did correct, saying that only about 46.4% received that much. But uh, the, you know, the controversy still remains because everyone is obliged to uh, you know, pay this, these are charged on our electricity bills. Uh, currently, we do not know yet uh, if the subscription fees will be raised because it has to go multiple, uh, it has to take multiple steps for it to be finalized. Currently, uh, the KBS has uh, have, uh, applied to the Korea Communications Commission, which uh, it will review the proposal within the next 60 days. And the final decision will come uh, after an approval from the tele- telecommunications ministry. Right. And so there's a political element in the sense that um, the conservative opposition feels, okay, this is just too kind of... Um, uh, pro-government in terms Mm -hmm. of their coverage. But then, to be legitimate, there are criticisms of KBS from the ruling party side as well. They didn't like a lot of the coverage that uh, KBS did, let's say, with the Joguk uh, issue and and all of that. So Mm -hmm. there's kind of bipartisan criticism against KBS as it stands. So the idea is, why do we have to raise these licenses fees? Why do we have to pay more uh, for this coverage that we don't necessarily uh, appreciate that much? And then this post was so tone deaf and basically saying, mm-hmm. well, I'm so you know, tired of hearing you guys talk about this. Yeah, you know, a bunch of us make over 100 million won a year. If you want to do that, then maybe you should study harder or whatever, you know, yeah. try to get qualified and go in. You know, it, it, it would be, this, let's say I subscribe to Chungang uh, Daily and then you guys decide to raise the subscription fees and then I say, you know what, I don't really even like the, the coverage too much. I, I don't know if I agree with the raising the sub- subscription fee and then you know, someone like Kang Jae-in comes to me, hey man, you know, you, you're not even qualified. If, if you want to make as much money as me as a Chungang you know, reporter, you know, why don't you study better and then you can do it and just don't complain about the subscription fee. <laughs> I don't think that would convince me to pay that extra charge, right? Right, and a lot of the commenters <laughs> were saying that as well. Like one commentator I do want to mention says that I never watch KBS, but mm. I'm charged automatically with these fees every month. Uh, they should only collect fees from people who watch the channel. Let's turn the station private and let them survive in this media jungle, kind of, you know, uh, repeating the thoughts that you had. And I uh, And I think a lot of people who don't watch KBS um, have about this. Uh, One person, uh, another commentator did mention about 
uh, KBS's lack of transparency in what they do with these uh, taxes collected. Mm. So this person said, I had no idea employees at KBS earned that much money, but if that's the case, they need to inform the public what they're doing with it. Please have some sense of duty. This is a warning and a favor I give as a Korean citizen. Kind of, you know, pointing out that KBS maybe is not as transparent as other public broadcasters uh, in in other countries like the BBC, where they, you know, specifically in detail, uh, you know, tell uh, the public what they're using their taxes for. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, very interesting to see that... um was definitely a faux pas. And it, I'm sure this uh, person who made the insensitive comment did had no intention of having this become yeah. the most read comment almost uh, throughout the week. Just want to clarify, uh, Kang Jae-in is a wonderful reporter. She's not arrogant at all. And uh, I'm sure she's never spouting and bragging about um, no. you know, her income <laughs> and, and all of that. So it was just an example to be uh, given in, in relation to the KBS story. <laughs> Jae-in, as always, thank you very much. Enjoy your weekend and we'll talk to you again next week. Thank you.